Hello, welcome to episode 13, welcome to lockdown three. Don't worry, uh, there was one thing I decided, kind of a news resolution that I was gonna do, is not worrying about stuff I have no control over. So yes, we're in another lockdown, vaccines are being rolled out, so hopefully we'll be out of this by May, seems to be the general consensus. Anyway, in this week's podcast, I'm gonna talk about a pack of cards I'm designing, Anchor points, because everyone keeps on asking me what anchor points are, how do you use them, how hard are they put in, change and everything like that. Uh, and then briefly talk about a TED talk that I want to give. Uh, and instead of a magic story in terms of something that happened at an event, I'm going to do like a magic, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of like an experience sort of thing, something that happened that wasn't at a gig. Uh, and lots more, so let's get on with episode 30. Here we go. Welcome to Magic Talks, hosted by Magic Man London. Magic Talks, Magic Man London. On a more serious note, yes, I am about to say this. Um, I was practicing a new trick earlier that involves a new slight, uh, and I've given myself a paper cut. I haven't given myself a paper cut in a long time, and you're like, paper cut, that's not a problem. When you're a magician, a paper cut on your middle finger is quite important. Well, it's kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm gonna get a pack of cards out so I can explain it. Um, the thumb's the worst place to have it because that's what we use to like riffle down. But our middle finger does a lot in terms of transferring cards. Uh, when we're shuffling, that card kind of gets a lot of the pressure on it at the end of the shuffle. So yeah, not ideal, but I'll whack a plaster on it and hopefully it'll be fine in a few days. It just means I need to practice other sleight of hand instead. So in theory, it could be a good thing. Uh, there's lots of stuff I'm working on. I'm working on a memory trick as well, which uses a pack of cards, but I'm also trying to do a card trick with no cards. It's kind of like a Darren Brown-esque, something I came up with years ago, but never followed up because I thought there would never be a time where somebody can't choose a card. <laughs> Guess what COVID gave us? <laughs> anyway, that's what I'm talking about in COVID. Um, let's get started with anchor point. It's not the order that's on my desk, on my whiteboard, but you should know by now, if I set an order, I'm gonna change it, probably. Why not? It's my podcast, I can do what I want. Um, so what is an anchor? So rather than me waffling on what an anchor point is, I just quickly jumped onto Google and here is the definition. Uh, an anchor point also comes from NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. I'm gonna give you a brief overview of how to put them in certain things. If you want more detail, there's, more, there's a lot more qualified people, online videos and stuff like that. So what's an anchor point as told by Google? Uh, when you create an NLP anchor, you set up a stimulus response pattern so that you can feel the way you want to, when you need to. In NLP, anchoring refers to the process of associating an internal response with some external or internal triggers. So that response may be quicker and sometimes covertly reassess. So I use them for, what do I use them for? If I'm feeling nervous about something, I'll go and explain what they are and then what I use them for. That on another part was actually quite interesting. I went, this is what I use them for, and then forgot. The kind of secondary, it's kind of, your brain knows when to activate them. 
when it's needed. So, how do you put an anchor point in? I wrote them all down in a big list, which took up four pages, and I thought that's far too much, and I condensed it down to one page. So, if because this is a podcast, in theory, you can go along with it, uh, or get a pen and paper, write it down. So, number one, uh, select a feeling that you would like to have in a particular situation. So the first one that I ever put in, or my mum put in, because she does psychotherapy and hypnotherapy, was when I was getting ready for my driving test, I was nervous about taking the test. I knew I knew how to drive and everything, but the second it came to like a test environment, I kind of tensed up and I got nervous when there was nothing really to be nervous about. So she put an anchor point in. Um, another example is you might want to feel motivated and energised when you sit down at your desk to work, which is especially useful at the moment as lots of us are working from home. So select a feeling that you would like to have in a particular situation. Once you've got that, take a few moments to remember a time when you had that feeling. So if I go back to like the driving one donkeys years ago, when I was driving the radio one, no problems in the world. It was just a really nice drive. Um, if you don't have one in your past, imagine what it would be like to feel that way. Uh, our brain is amazing. It kind of, you can almost trick it. So take a few moments to remember a time when you had that feeling. Next, this is the important bit. Close your eyes and remember that feeling in vivid detail. I don't just mean kind of, I was driving a car down a road, blah, blah, blah. You have to put yourself back in that moment and relieve it in all its intensity. To enhance the experience, you can experiment. For example, you can make the image sharper. So if you're driving down a road, do you know the name of that road? Can you kind of... I'm lucky that I've got a visual... visual oh, not a photographic memory. If I've been somewhere, I can visualise it. That's the one. That, you know what I mean. Um, make the colours bright. So if it was raining or if it was sunny, whatever it is, make that image kind of a high-res image rather than light and fuzzy. Uh, bring the image closer. Almost imagine you're wearing a VR headset and you're in there. Uh, and then shift the image position, position in your head. Like, if the sound's associated with it, for example... There was a moment years ago where I was in a Porsche going through a tunnel in France and we had the windows open and there was that amazing sound. It was a Porsche 911 GT3 RS. Um, when you put your foot down, you almost saw the petrol gauge disappear, but the sound was just epic. And I still remember that and I use that for a certain trigger every now and again. Um, and then choose a word that enhances that feeling. For example, yes, brilliant, etc. When that feeling's at its most intense, create a physical association by making a unique gesture. For example, squeezing your thumb. Uh, so one of mine is squeezing my thumb and first finger. Um, what you can also do, if you want to use the same action, but change it a bit, you can do one where your thumb and first finger come down and make contact, but you can do another one where your thumb and first finger come down and you go around in a little circle. Uh, touching your earlobes, another one. Um, you can have them all around the body, basically. Um, making your fist. Anyway, we're, we're nearly there, don't worry. <laughs> um, press your middle finger and thumb together. Um, I've mentioned it already. Whatever, make sure it's something you don't normally do 
subconsciously. For example, brushing your hair to one side, try not to use that because you do it on a daily basis. You don't want to fire off this feeling when you don't need it. Now, step number four, as the feeling fades, release the anchor and relax. Um, number five, choose another example of having that feeling and repeat the procedures three to five using the same gesture. This kind of locks it in. Um, the more you do it, you can just do it on the first attempt, but I recommend two or three. Uh, number seven, check the clock and see how long that took. And then fire off your anchor and check if the feeling comes back. If the feeling is not intense enough, repeat the procedure. Um, so yeah, let me know how you get on with it. I just thought I'd give you a brief overview. Um, so where, that's how to put one in. If you need more information, like I said, either drop me a message on Instagram, just search for Magic Man London. Drop me a message on there and I will send you across some documentation or just do a Google search. Um, where is anchoring useful? So in a situation when you need to feel that way, set off your physical anchor by making the gesture. So if you're going for a job interview and you turn up and you're nervous and you want that boost of kind of feeling good and happy again, use it there. Uh, if a situation is coming up that requires it, uh, mentally rehearse dealing with that situation while firing off the anchor. Repeat it until you feel confident. Once you've done that and you've put one or two anchors in for different things, because I recommend doing one or two to start with, um, here's the beauty of them. You can stack or link several anchors to one gesture if you want a combination of feelings at once. How do you do it? It's quite simple. Just repeat um, the instructions I've given you for each separate feeling, but make sure to use the same gesture for each one. Um, that is all I'm going to talk about on Anchor Point. If you need any more information, let me know and I will see what I can do. Taking a breath. <laughs> Whew, that was like nearly 10 minutes worth, but I thought everyone keeps on asking about it. I get messages about it. Let's tell people about it. God, how many times I use it in that sentence? Uh, moving on. Last year, I, I talked about merchandise and stuff like that. Uh, that is coming, but obviously the printers and everybody close for Christmas. Um, and I wasn't really paying any attention to it. It was like, yeah, I want to do this. But I didn't put a date or anything on it. But one thing I decided I want to release this year is a pack of cards. So I messaged somebody last year about the idea of it. And then I've messaged them again going, right, I want to do this. What do I need? And he said, do you want to go down the Kickstarter route? And I thought, yes, but certain factors, I'd like, I don't know pricing, I don't know this. Bear with me one minute, I'll be right back. So there is somebody I know who I've seen at magic conventions and he designs cards for other magicians so he knows what he's on about rather than me finding a designer and then finding somebody to print it and et cetera, et cetera. So I messaged him. Um, I said, a while ago, I briefly discussed I wanted to produce my own deck of cards. I feel 2021 is a good year to do it. Where do I start? Uh, and he replied, I distinctly remember that. I can't recall. Are you going to produce the artwork? Do you have a concept for what you want? And I went, I'm looking for someone to design it. I'm awful at designing. Um, I want a pack of cards everyone can use, not just magicians. And I thought, okay, this, so far, so good. Uh, and then he went, cool, I could quote on the design. Do you have any idea for a theme of 
style or look at all. And I went, well, have a think, but we want something fun and smart. So, okay, this is now going, my brain's now going, oh, you need to work on the design. Uh, and then he said, are you planning on doing Kickstarter or just buying short ones from the United States playing card company or another supplier? Um, they're experimenting with something new. And he, I went, planning on a Kickstarter. He went, cool, we can do certain things with that. Um, so that's where we're up to at the moment. So I've been Googling what goes into making playing cards. <laughs> I thought, design the backs, done. And then I did an Instagram poll going, I'm going to design a pack of cards, try to do uh, just the backs, just the fronts, or front and back. And everyone went, front and back. So cool. Um, I've now been looking at other playing cards out there. <laughs> Turns out there are thousands of different designs. Um, but when you design your own pack of cards, this is without sending the email and everything, this is my brain just going off on a wild tangent, probably being more prepared than I need to be at this moment. Uh, what goes into making a pack of cards? Well, number one, you can have free reign. You can basically do anything. Um, so number one, oh, where should I start? I'm just gonna start at the top of the list. Uh, corner design. So a corner design is where that value is in the corner. You can put anything, really. Um, so obviously it needs the value. But I'm wondering whether, if you see my business card and like the logos on it, the clubs and the spades are red and the hearts and diamonds are black. I'm wondering whether those would work on a playing card to reflect my brand better or whether it would just confuse the hell out of people. So this is my first question to you. And it, if you follow me on Instagram, I'm gonna be putting all these questions probably in posts rather than stories, because stories, for some reason, don't have the traction they used to, whether they've changed the algorithm or something, I don't know. Um, but I don't like the idea of having the suits I got on my card on the cards themselves. Um, the Ace of Spades is, it basically gives you free reign. So if you've got a pack of cards at home, this is probably the same, let me... It's kind of the guarantee card, but at the same time, you can do what you want with it to a certain degree. Not as much as the Jokers, which we'll come on to in a minute. Um, so it's like, okay, you can have a special design for the Ace of Spades. So my brain's now going, okay, what I want on the backs of the cards. Oh, I kind of... One thing I feel like having, because I want them to be Magic Man London cards without Magic Man London printed on them, because I don't think playing cards with names on sound good in that respect. Like, imagine. There is one magician out there who has his own branded pack of cards, uh, and it works for him, but it's just his initials on the box. Um, whereas Magic Man London, you can't really... Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? shorten it. Um, so another thing you can decide on is the colour of the backs um, along with the design. I've always used blue for various psychological reasons and I just prefer blue. That's another podcast for another day. Um, rather than spoiling it all, not spoiling it all, rather than spilling it all, sorry, in one episode. Um, I was like, okay, what colour do I fancy? Well, I quite fancy purple. Purple's smart and it goes with kind of my colours and everything like that. Black, I think, just a bit. You can't really design much with the black, whereas purple, I think you can. 
and I'm thinking like a London skyline. So then you and then the suits from my business card. So then you're getting that like Magic Man London. And those are the only cards I use because that's the idea. I get through so many packs of cards each year and at gigs. Obviously not the last year, but well, having said that, when I changed my calendar over to this year, I looked at January, February last year and it was busy. I was doing uh, one month, I did two trade shows, events. January had the Magic Convention, which is now being moved to July this year. Um, so I quite like having them, the idea of having them ready for July for the Magic Convention. Don't know why, just kind of like, look, I got my own pack. I probably won't be the only one, but who cares? Uh, so if you have any ideas of kind of things I can put on the business card that you associate with my magic, my brand, and everything like that, please let me know. Um, the face of the cards, like I mentioned, I'm going to keep the values in the corner, but I feel like having certain artwork on the front. Now, whether that means I have one piece of artwork for each kind of card from two to ten and then another picture for the picture cards or whether I just have the same face design, like four different face designs for the different suits. Um, again, I'll be putting this to you once I've got rough designs and ideas and everything through. Uh, the card stock, do I want, so at the moment I use bicycle uh, and B cards. Now B cards, I opened up a pack in January for practice. I'm still using them now, they're still going strong. I wouldn't use them at a gig, but they're great, great for practice. Or do I use bicycle stock, which is which doesn't last as long. But having said that, if the normal person is buying a pack of cards, you don't need the luxury stock. But it's like... I just think luxury stock feels and looks a lot nicer. Um, so I'll probably come up with when they go on Kickstarter. Like I said, this is me just talking to myself at the moment, but making you involved in it. Uh, I quite like the idea of having a luxury box to go with it. So rather than like a bicycle playing card box, which is kind of a bit flimsy and everything, the I, where was it? I'm putting my magic drawer. Yeah, I've got like a... It's a higher grade box. Um, it's kind of got grain to it and everything like that. It's really nice. Uh, and then the Jokers, I've got a few ideas. I'm going to keep those quiet for the moment. Uh, da, 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 da. I think that's about it on the playing card front, to be honest. Um, anyway, enough about playing cards. I'm going to talk about getting a gig whilst I was on a plane challenge and what that's all about. So, hope you enjoyed that. Here comes... It is a magic story, but not in the sense of something that happened at a gig. Here we go. So, if this bit of the podcast sounds a tiny bit different, there is a valid reason. Uh, I was listening to it back, listening to the intro and everything, like in this week's podcast, I'm going to be talking about the pack of cards I'm designing, anchor points, TED Talks, and I suddenly realise <laughs> you haven't mentioned your TED Talk, you, you idiot. Um, so I'm going to briefly talk about it for a couple of minutes um, and why I think my TED Talk will be different to everyone else and why I'm not doing it at the moment. So uh, for those of you that know what TED is, it's basically a platform where people give talks, magicians have done it in the past, um, 
and I feel like I've got a good enough story, rather than just turning up doing a few tricks and going, this is what I do. For those of you that don't know, I was born with dyspraxia, which is hand-to-eye coordination. So, so far, the only bit I've got, I've got a few bits in my head I've written down that I want to cover. Um, but I didn't used to be able to catch a tennis ball. Just kind of, I'd see it coming and my brain just wouldn't be able to catch it. Now someone can throw me a set of keys, throw me anything, I will catch it without thinking about it. So the in, <clears throat> sorry, it would start by somebody like having a tennis ball in the audience. It's like, can someone throw me the tennis ball? They throw it towards me and I wouldn't catch it. And it's like, look, now I can do complex sight of hand. I can do this, I can do that and give it a few examples. However, I was born with dyspraxia. This is how I overcame it. Um, which I think is a fascinating story. And it's also kind of, if you put your mind to something, you can accomplish pretty much anything. Um, and then I know we've been talking about goal setting and stuff like that in previous episodes, previous weeks. One of the things you think about all the time is act as if, act as if it's already happened. So at the moment I'm working hard on this pack of cards on certain things. And when I meditate or when I sit at my desk and kind of think about it, I imagine that I've already done it and it makes it so much easier to process. Um, so I'll talk about that uh, and there were a few other bits. So this is kind of going, if you know anyone who organises TED Talks, uh, if you can put them in contact with me, probably through my Instagram is the best way. Uh, I'll be filming more magic soon for my Instagram. I'm just working out ways of filming it without exposing certain aspects because of what I do there's so much psychology and magic and misdirection that you can't get through a video screen uh, if it was a camera operator there's ways I can misdirect it but sitting at my desk doing it by myself I can't uh, and the main reason I don't want to do it at the moment or I'm not putting too much effort into it is I don't want it to be online magic as I've talked about before is a performance art uh, it's not something that's done through a screen in theory, I could have someone at home throw me a tennis ball. It's not the same. I want to be on that TED or TEDx stage uh, giving a talk and inspiring others. So that's what I'm going to talk about. Um, I will slip this in somewhere in the podcast. But yeah, if the sound sounds like different to the rest of it, that's why. Uh, I'll tell you what, I will put it in just before the magic story. Here we go. Magic story of the week. That jingle still makes me smile. Um, do you think I should have another jingle? Do you think I should have like two magic story jingles and change them up a tiny bit? Let me know. Um, yeah, I'm generally interested in whether you want more than one jingle or not. Or do you think I should have another jingle? Anyway, I digress. Uh, I set myself a challenge every time I go on holiday. Obviously this didn't happen last year because of <laughs> you know what. Um, but where I go in France, I, what's the, why is my brain messing up at this story? Anyway, um, rather than a friend picking me up at the airport and driving me down to where we stay, uh, I time it so that when my flight gets in, I've got a maximum of an hour's wait and I can catch the bus all the way down the coast. It's really nice, air conditioned bus and everything like that. But one year I thought, right, I wanna see if I can get a gig whilst I'm at the airport or um, on the flight. And I made sure that 
when I arrived, if I didn't have something, I'd have to wait like three hours for the bus. So there was a big enough wager on it, because when you wait for the bus outside in the south of France at summer, it's blimmin' hot. Uh, and you don't really just want to be sitting there waiting for a bus when there's nothing to do. So, turn up at the airport and uh, go to check-in and you're kind of eyeing up the queue whilst you're standing there going, okay, you, you're not sure if they're on your flight, you're just kind of, <laughs> this is going to sound awful, looking for the posh people who might have a boat or a house abroad. <laughs> I've said it. Um, looking at the queue, nothing. It's like, okay, most people, when they go on holiday, uh, because they've got houses over there, have hand luggage, so they just go straight through. It's like, fine, went through, um, dropped my suitcase off, went up through security into the lounge. And now you're looking at people's hand luggage for the luggage labels. I know what flight I'm on, I want to see who's on my flight. Uh, and I'm in the club lounge. So you can't pay to go in a club lounge. You have to be flying club. So it's like, okay, so I look around. Uh, and I go and get a drink, a bit of food and everything like that. Um, and I've got a pack of cards in my pocket. And I reach over to go something, a pack of cards falls out my pocket. Don't know why, it's never happened before. And a woman goes, oh, you dropped these. I like, oh, thanks. And she went, do you play cards? It's like, I do, but you really don't want to play cards with me. Uh, she went, why not? I said, I'm a magician. She went, oh, I love magic. Can you show me something? And I was like, yeah, sure. And I had the white stick, so the white stick came out. I did the stick trick. Um, if you don't know what the stick trick is, uh, it's a magic trick I do that I'm kind of known for. And it's really hard to describe without seeing it. I think it's on my Instagram. Go and check my Instagram out, even if it's not. Uh, again, search for Magic Man London. Uh, oh, my lava lamp bulb's just gone. After two and a bit years. That's got, that's got nothing to do with the story, it's just gone. Uh, <laughs> nothing has changed this year. Uh, where was I? Um, did a quick card trick and she went, oh, can you come and show some to my family? I'm like, damn it, damn it. Why are the nice ones always taken? <laughs> Um, so I go over and introduce myself, I said hi, I'm the magic man. Um, back then I was going through a phase of not introducing myself as David, I, I kind of do now. But I'll come on to that a little bit in a minute, um, don't make me forget. Having said that, this doesn't go out until Friday, so if I forget, I can't really put it in afterwards. Anyway, uh, I do some magic on the table, I said whereabouts are you going? <laughs> Knowing full well where they were flying to, because I'd seen the label on there on the bag. Um, she went, oh, we're going down to France, we've got a house down there. I said, oh, nice. So I'm going down, spending a couple of weeks with a few friends. And she's like, cool. Um, so we get on the plane, and <laughs> this is where the genius of this mother and father came in. Uh, <laughs> they'd booked uh, the whole family in club. So I was right at the front, because the front of the aircraft, like especially British Airways when it's club, um, you get the most legroom. So you get club space plus a bit extra. And they were next door, so it was great. Basically just did a magic show there. Um, so I've been coming down here since I was like a, a kid. Um, oh, that's cool. 
That's a whereabouts is your house. She went, oh, we're not too far from Cannes. My brain's going, how do I get from Cannes to the place I stay? So like, I know how I can do that. Um, also had a client from when I was working back in security who used, who's got a house in Cannes but doesn't really use it. Uh, and she's got the Porsche 911 GT3 RS I was talking about. And she puts me, I give her a call every summer before I go down going, can you whack me on the insurance? And she's like, yeah, sure, thanks. Uh, <laughs> it, it's one of the perks of mixing both jobs. It's like, look, she knows I can drive. Um, for those of you that don't know, before I did Magic full-time, I worked in the security industry as a rapid response driver for nine and a half years. Having said that, if you want someone to teach someone you know to drive, don't ask me. I picked up so many bad habits. Um, not illegal habits, just kind of habits you don't want if you're trying to pass your test. If you want to fail it, give me a buzz. <laughs> I'd love it, somebody called going, I want to fail my driving test. Okay. Um, she goes, oh, we're in Cannes. This is where I started to spin it a tiny bit. I said, oh, I haven't been to Cannes in years. Um, as I got a friend that lives on, and I mentioned the road, and she went, oh, we're just around the corner from there. That result. Um, and we landed and everything, she went, how are you getting to your place? I said, oh, I'm waiting for the bus. <laughs> I'm waiting for the bus. I've just done magic for most of the flight for them. And they're like, oh, if you've got a car and can, uh, come to our house. Um, and then you can go from there. Like, Perfect. So their car turns up, load it all in. Luckily, I had like a big suitcase, but not massive because it would not fit it in with their suitcases and everything. And she went, what are you doing tonight? I've got nothing planned. She went, we normally have a party kind of a few days after we arrive. However, if you fancy doing one tonight, we can invite some friends around, have dinner and everything like that. Uh, and you can do some magic. I was like, Sounds great. Um, she went, do you have enough for like a show and everything? I went, I've got everything in my backpack. Literally, everywhere I go, I normally carry my show with me, my close-up stuff, just in case situations like this arrive. arise. Yes, it's a holiday, but if I can bit of fun along the way. Not that holidays aren't fun, by the way. Didn't mean that. Um, she goes, cool, well, I'll make a few phone calls. Eight o'clock comes, doorbell goes, it's like, right, here we go. Uh, and she went, oh no, that, that's just, um, the chefs. The chefs. Okay. Uh, six chefs walk in with all the staff and everything like that. And somebody else comes in and makes the house look amazing. It's like, who are you? I didn't say that to her like that. I didn't go, who are you, woman? Um, and there was about 30 guests. Turned up. The food was amazing. The drinks were amazing. I made so many new contacts. Uh, and I'm still in contact with them to this day. Uh, they called me a while ago going, are you coming down to France this year? I'm like, unfortunately not because of all the restrictions and everything like that. She went, same. Um, but she went, we're moving house next year. Well, this year. Um, we're planning a housewarming party. When do you reckon it will be safe to like have a party with about 50 to 100 people? And I went, I reckon from May onwards, we should be all right. So we've penciled something in for May, uh, and we're gonna see what happens. But my point is this. If you've got a talent for something, 
tell everyone about it. Uh, if you do, I'm lucky that I do magic so I can kind of show people what I do. But you never know who you're talking to. Um, so if you're on the train or whatever, or you're at a networking event and someone goes, this is so-and-so, to get introduced to them. I've talked about networking in the past. I'll try and find the episode number. I'll have a listen to all of them. Why not? It's in one of them. Um, that's the magic story of the week. Before I kind of do the end credits, no, there's a couple of things I want to talk about. Um, so that's the magic story. I'm going to play the jingle again just because I like it. Uh, and then I'll wrap it up. So, tiny bit of housekeeping. I know I've mentioned it throughout the podcast, but I thought give it a go again. Uh, if you are on Instagram, as I've come off Twitter, not that I posted much on Twitter, but yeah, if you look at my last post on Twitter, it's like I'm coming off Twitter for the foreseeable future. Um, so yeah, Instagram is Magic Man London. Magic Man being one word, and then London L O N D O N. If you remember in December, I got awarded those awards. Um, and I was telling the story about how they got damaged in the van, etc. They arrived this morning. So those Wednesday kind of coffee mornings are back on, which is great. Seeing everyone this morning was really nice. Uh, one problem with glass awards, there were nightmares to photograph. <laughs> because they kind of show up all the fingerprints and yeah, so I'm gonna work out a way I'll probably take a photo and then edit it to make it look better. Um, but there on my bookshelf, I thought about putting them on my desk, but on my bookshelf, I can see them perfectly. Um, I'm going to try and hunt down a lava lamp light bulb, which is an, I thought would be fairly easy. Turns out it's a bit of a nightmare now that they don't. Because lava lamp bulbs have to get hot and they're, kind of, they're not great for the environment. Um, you can get them off Mathmos, but they're like 10 quid each. Yes, they last years, but there's a lighting shop down the road. I'm gonna see if they do it. I'll call them going, do you stock this bulb? Um, one other thing that I promised I'd mention somebody. One minute while I find it. I do realize when I say, give me a minute, I just push pause so that minute literally takes a split second. Uh, there was a comedian I know who I met at Magic Convention years ago called Danny Buckler, uh, a really funny chap, but he also does meditation. So if you're on Facebook and you want I think it's once or twice a week, um, meditation. And I did the first one last night. I just happened to be online at the right time. But I'm gonna do more of them. They're really nice, really relaxing. Um, I will put the link in the description to the Facebook group as well. But if you've got a pen and paper, uh, it's meditation and, like the and symbol, not A-N-D, magic, M-A-G-I-C-K, with Danny Buckler. Danny and then B-U-C-K-L-E-R. Uh, I promised him I would mention it, so that's my good deed. I think that's about everything I'm gonna talk about. Let me look at the whiteboard, done that, done that. Uh, yeah, so I'm quite excited about the next six months. Lots of stuff I wanna do, uh, and I will keep all you lovely lot informed of it. Until episode 31, look after yourself. Have an amazing week. Take care. If there's anything you want me to discuss on the podcast as well, let me know. Drop me a message either on Instagram's probably your best bet, to be honest. Um, yeah, 
look after yourselves, stay safe, and don't do anything I wouldn't do. Take care, bye.